0: The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon.
1: Dustin Poirier will fight anybody, anytime. He's an absolute dog,
0: man. He's just engaging. he's the most excited fighter on the planet... Yeah, this is the fight. Oh wow! Both fighters landing in the pocket. Oh, two of the toughest fighters on this roster putting on an absolute show tonight. Corey is digging deep right now. This is what Gaethje wants. Justin Gaethje has started to take control. Oh, Corey's leg is
1: done. That's how we break the zone. Check the kick. Let's make him pay for it. Oh, oh.
0: he's looking for the finish here. Gaethje hurt bad. Oh.
1: It all out there that night, but we're still at the top of the mountain.
0: What we see is the culmination of all of his hard work. He has fought for everything he's ever done. We all have this just fight. Oh, Justice oh, Gingey oh, is back! So i want to fight again. Let's put it back on the line for the BMF title. Buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be two of the baddest dudes in the game for the biggest BMF title. This is the fight that everybody wants to see. What's understood don't need to be explained.
1: Something nasty is going to happen. This is what I'm made of. This is what I did. Justin Fourier is a certified UFC legend. He will inflict damage on anybody that dares step
0: This is phenomenal. Alex Pineda. He takes his after the light heavyweight division. He's one of the most destructive strikers on planet Earth. God, Cormier.
1: There is a reason why this man was a champion. This guy has power for
0: days. You are listening to the fight show here on the sports gambling podcast network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP on Patreon. Tons of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our Patreons. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast and an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of B&D gents. There is even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to get involved. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. You can also follow one of my two Twitter accounts. The first one is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. That is the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And I have a ton of stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks because we are just a couple of weeks away from the start of the European domestic soccer season. So we're going to have multiple editions of the EPL show. One looking at Fantasy Premier League, two, episode look- two episodes looking at the futures markets. We're going to have an episode of BetMufc doing a season preview on Manchester United and another episode actually before that looking at the transfers in and out specifically for Manchester United. We've just released a transfer show looking at the transfers in and out of the EPL. We're going to have a Serie A preview. We're going to have an episode of Scamessa Italia previewing the Serie A season. We're also going to do the same for the Bundesliga and for La Liga as well. So if you never want to miss an episode, make sure you are subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast, the most profitable podcast on the SGPN network. And finally, my other Twitter account is at lock betting X. That's at lock betting X. getting into the whole X thing as Twitter is no more. Also, my old account was very much shadow banned. I heard from people all the time. They had to specifically look for me or have notifications turned on. So it's best just to start again. I did say some things during COVID that probably resulted in that happening. But ultimately, I cannot run any kind of spaces on there. And I also cannot run a subscriber model via that Twitter account. So we're starting again. And the new Twitter is at X. That's at LockBettingX. I'll be posting my spreadsheets on there. I am a transparent and tracked handicapper, I'm not like these other people on Twitter. And I have delivered 121 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That means for over a decade, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. The pin tweet is always the PL from the previous month. So at the moment, you can see the month of June, which will be replaced by the month of July. But when I'm done, all of those spreadsheets go over to my website, lockbetting.com. So if you are going to sign up for my service and you want to uh, invest in my picks and you want to be a part of this winning I actually encourage you, do your research, do your due diligence on my service. I want you to do it because I am that confident. I am transparent and tracked. And once you've done that, you can get involved over at LockBetting.com. And once again, the Twitter, the new Twitter is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. So let's move on with breaking down tonight's UFC card. We're going to look at the two main fights on the card that were plugged at the start during that promo package, and the main event is for the BMF title, and it is a rematch as Justin Gaethje once again goes in the ring, goes into the octagon rather against Dustin Poirier. So it's Justin versus Dustin in a rematch. This is a great fight. But I don't know why it's for the BMF title. I'm not a fan of the BMF title. I do think it's a little bit cringy. What does it even mean? Well, I know it means the bad motherfucker title, but what does that mean? Does it mean that someone like Khabib Namega Madoff, because he primarily submits people isn't a bad motherfucker because it's hard to or was hard to hit Khabib Madoff because he was a fighter who relied on taking you down to the ground and, and making you submit and was a specialist in what he does. Does that mean he's not a bad motherfucker? Because trust me, Khabib Nurmagomedov is a bad motherfucker still and he will be able to win any kind of street fight. So you can't even argue that this is a street fight title. What it really is, in my opinion, is a TKO KO title or even a hit or be hit title. It's for guys who have exciting fights. It's for guys who throw caution to the wind. It's for guys who sell a good fight but are not in the title picture. And to be fair, both of these guys could easily get themselves back into the title picture, but that's not what this title is. So, Just to have this title there, which is not a real title because it doesn't mean that you're really the best at anything other than being able to deliver an exciting fight, which isn't an achievement really. It's a mindset. You have a mindset where you want to go out there to win, or you have a mindset where you want to go out there to entertain the fans. And this really could be classified as the entertainment title. It's very WWE-esque, and I'm a WWE fan, but bringing this sort of thing into MMA does feel a little bit odd, does feel a little bit cringy, And I'm just not a fan of the BMF title. But why don't you shoot me a tweet? This is a good time and a good way to engage with the new Twitter account at LockBankX. And uh, tell me what you think of the BMF title. Am I being a little bit harsh? Or am I on the money in saying that this is a little bit cringe and a little bit bizarre that we have this because it's not a real title? And what does it mean to you? What do you think? when you hear the BMF title. And as I know, I know what the definition means. It means that you're a bad motherfucker. But are you telling me that Khabib Nurmagomedov isn't a bad motherfucker? And he, for me, would never qualify for this title because stylistically, he is not a fighter who takes the approach of hit or be hit and throws caution to the wind. He's a strategic fighter who has a game plan in mind to take you down and to try and tap you out on the mat uh, basically just to wrestle the death out of you. And that's not what this title is about. So essentially, another way to look at it is that it's a boxing title in MMA. Is that what it is? I'm very confused by this. Um Not a fan, not a fan of this at all. I'm a fan of pretty much everything that UFC do. Uh, other than the judging the judges are absolutely appalling they've cost us money multiple times by reaching completely the wrong decision and that's obviously something that needs to be looked at but um other than that I'm normally a fan of everything but um as I said I'm not a fan of this BMF title but it will be on the line in the main event of UFC 291 as Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje will go at it These two guys have seen 30 of their 64 combined bouts end by a TKO KO in the opening two rounds. Again, is that what BMF means? If you have that sort of resume, if that's how your fights are ending, if they're the type of fights that you're delivering with this let's go for the head, let's knock the fuck out of each other mentality, does that put you in the B M F category, it's just dumb. What what does it mean? Um, Poirier is the six, to, uh, the four to six minus one fifty favourite to win this fight. It's six to five here on Justin Gaethje. The method of victory, method of victory market, and I'm all, um, I'm all pent up here because of my little rant. The method of victory market sees Dustin Poirier at two to one to win via TKO. KO. He's at thirteen to two via submission, and he's at seven to two to win via a decision. Justin Gaethje is at 21 to 10 via TKOKO, 20 to 1 via submission and 11 to 2 to get it done here via a decision. The total rounds market here sees under one and a half rounds here at six to four. That's a decent price, actually, when you look at the data we just um, gave out for the, for the fight with 30 of 64 fights combined finishing in under two rounds. But you need this to finish in the first half of round two, not the second half because you lose uh, with the over one and a half here at one to two minus 200. The 10 to 11, 10 to 11 minus 110 line is bang on the over under two and a half. So under two and a half is at 10 to 11 minus 110 and over two and a half rounds is at 10 to 11 minus 110. Under three and a half rounds is at four to seven with over three and a half rounds at five to four. Under four and a half rounds is at one to two with over four and a half rounds at 13 to eight. And would a fight go to distance? Yes. 2 1 plus 200 for these guys to navigate five whole rounds, 25 minutes and no, is available here at two to five. Difficult fight to call here because it could be some type of lottery in terms of who lands the strike that ends the fight. That's what it could be. It could just be a case of somebody landing that knockout punch. It could be the case of somebody landing something that stuns the other and is able to capitalize on the damage. But if both guys are going out there swinging as they're supposed to because they're fighting for the BMF title, um, then it makes it very, very hard to call. Usually when you get a rematch five years on, you could accuse the promotion of trying to recapture the glory and trying to rewrite history with fighters that maybe past their prime. That's not the case here. These two are actually better than they were in 2018. They have far more rounded games. They have uh, bigger wins on their resume, especially with Poirier getting those wins over Conor McGregor. So it's actually a much bigger fight than it was previously, which is why it's the main event here. And nobody's arguing about it. They're even fine with the BMF title being on the line. My pick here is going to be Porio because I do think that he is better and he will be able to be slightly more conservative and pick his shots more efficiently. And that, I think, will lead him to winning the fight. I believe that Porio probably wins this fight eight times out of ten, which does give us a little bit of line value here on the 7-10. to Gaethje is also improved from the first fight, but because Porio has as well, I think he's going to win a slugfest here, but I don't think it's going to end in the first half of the fight. So I think these two will navigate those first two rounds. I even believe that there may be an air of caution here Well, where, where they will take a look at each other for the first five minutes. Yes, they'll obviously be trying to do damage and and knock each other's heads off, but I don't think it's going to be a case of them just going out there swinging for the heels. They're, they're much better than that, and they've both worked their way up to this main event spot, which is valid, and nobody wants to lose that just for the sake of trying to uphold some reputation where you are seen as an entertaining fighter. That's not really how I think it's going to play out. Since the first fight, both men have only lost to Chucky and Khabib. So both guys have developed their brawling styles into what I like to call technical brawling styles now because it's got a little bit more intelligence behind it, which is why I don't see it finishing in the first couple of rounds. But taking all of those factors into consideration... I do feel it's most likely going to play out the same way as the first fight and um, it's going to be equally as entertaining. I'm hoping that Justin checks the leg kicks this time round if I'm taking him as the winner because that almost caused him to lose the last fight and he had to actually produce quite a miraculous comeback to win in the end. The last fight was close. This is going to be close too, but I lean Dustin Poirier, the diamond, coming through in a brawl here. So my pick's going to be on him to get the win as the favourite at the best available price I've seen of 7 to 10. Before we move on to looking at the co-main event here on this card, let me quickly tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter Best Bowl Mania 4 where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100%, bon- 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. So we move on to the co-main event of the night, and this is another both huge and fascinating fight. It is in the light heavyweight division and the winner of this fight will be declared the number one contender and it will feature Jan Blackowitz going up against Alex Pereira. Both of these two men have got victories over Israel Adesanya. Former middleweight champion Alex Pereira has won three of his seven professional MMA bouts via TKO KO in the opening round and holds two knockout victories over Israel in Adesanya in kickboxing and MMA, whilst Blackowitz, he handed Israel Adesanya his first defeat when Adesanya stupidly tried to move up to the weight class. Both of these two men are inseparable At 10 to 11, 10 to 11. So minus 110, minus 110 on both of these guys. Pereira is at six to four to get the TKO KO. He's 20 to one to get a submission and he's seven to one to win via decision. Whilst Jan Blackowicz is available at three to one via TKO KO, nine to two via submission and four to one via a decision the total rounds market here in what is a three round fight see under two and a half rounds here at one to two with over two and a half rounds at 13 to eight and fight to go to distance odds see yes at five to two plus two fifty and no available at four to eleven
1: ah uh, fuck this is a good fight. I like it. When you knocked him out after three and a half months, is it too soon for him to be coming back and fighting Polish Power? But well, how long did he take before he started sparring again? Before oh, he started okay. training again? All these things, so many factors. What you eat and also the weight cut, because you know it takes seventy-two hours for your brain to get rehydrated Yeah, but um, the weight cut, yeah, it, it sucks a lot of weight. But I don't, I, this rhetoric of like the weight cut affected the knockout. That's just, uh, when I when I heard him all these other fights ago, same weight class. Like fuck He was able to take it Regardless of the weight cut So mm-hmm. this time I just timed it right And I caught him off guard That's what knocked him out Not this weight cut I don't like that that, that narrative The weight cut He sucks so much weight No one said it last time In November Don't no mm-hmm. say it now after, after I Put the right hand of God on him um, But yeah I wasn't saying that But I was like Thinking about everything Yeah I know Everything else I understand I just had to clear that up Because I mean I saw that a while ago And I was just like ah, Whatever but um, I can't say if I. I'm not as fucking psychic. I don't know, and I we're gonna find out. Only he knows. He knows the answer. And he wouldn't take this fight if it wasn't ready. And even I'm um, talking to him when I at the airport. I just we, we had the same idea of how this fight will go. But I warned him just to watch out because you might expect him to do what we expect him to do, and he might not do it because he knows of the power that he has. Well, for me, stylistically, it's an exciting matchup I'm excited These are two guys that I fought Two guys that have both beat me For me, it's interesting to see Okay, how does that matchup play into each other So, also, there's different elements as well The grappling element And Jan might just try and, like, do that early on And take away his power His chances of striking and wear him down In a three-round fight I think it'll be on the feet Jan's definitely gonna try and take it down He's not stupid Alex should just fucking use that knee but thing is he knows how to time it well but that's when he's offensive defensively when someone's shooting on him or when someone's coming in if you, you have to drill that you have to have, have that in your arsenal yeah, sometimes if if you have the instinct and they do a sloppy takedown you're able to just fire that thing yeah hey, hold on we'll break it down round one how do you see you, them, them starting off I think Alex will start fast yeah I think Alex will start fast but like not crazy fast he'll just put that pressure on straight away make Jan feel his presence Cause Alex will just let you know I'm the general. It's what he it's what he likes to do. He likes come in and try on the on the on the space. That leg kick, he's gonna throw that leg kick. Cause it's hard to it's hard to to read. He's gonna throw that leg kick. Jan is gonna take his time, patience, get as much reads as he can. But um if Jan does what I think he's gonna do, he's gonna get caught with a left hook. I don't know why I don't wanna say it. I'm trying <laughs> like I'm protecting Alex or something. Don't add this bit in, but if you... Talk, just why you want this bit put in? I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, you're just bring down the fight, so, like, it's, it's, yeah. If I don't know, I don't <laughs> want Alex to see this and then not do it, but maybe it's because I want Alex to win. But who uh, knows? Why do you want Alex to win? I don't know. Does uh, it go to the distance? Nah, no, no way. I don't think this goes a distance. Or well, if it does, Young wins. If it doesn't, actually, just Polish power. I mean, the police have their reputation for a reason. Yeah, but you also felt the left hook. Like I mean, you got a great chin. Yeah, but like yeah, you are but, but, different. But, yeah, but but, I mean, still, got, they both have the reputations for powerful shots. I think Alex hits harder, and it's just it's it's the, the the way he throws, the technique he throws with, the technique he grounds himself. He's not running, he's not moving and throwing. He sits when he gets you where he wants you, especially against the fence. He will sit there and throw. So that's how he's able to hit harder. Jan can definitely learn how to hit harder. But um, but if, he, hey, if Jan gets him down, I think he's just going to control him there. Control him there for three rounds. Three rounds? Yeah, for three rounds. Official pick, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Alex. So Alex by, by knockout.
0: So that was Israel Adesanya. I put that in because it's fascinating because he's fought both of these two guys, lost to both of those two guys. And even he... Can't really decide who he thinks is going to win the fight. That clip came courtesy of the Freestyle Bender YouTube channel. So that's where he was breaking down the fight over on YouTube. But we didn't really get too much... From that, obviously, we got the roots to victory. But we knew that anyway. Anybody who watches MMA, who's watched these two guys fight, knew that it was going to be a case of Alex trying to get the knockout, trying to get his, trying to take his head off the way that he beat Israel Adesanya, and John Blackowitz here coming in and implementing the same game plan that he used to beat Israel Adesanya. For me. I narrowly lean towards Blackowitz just simply because it's a short fight it's 15 minutes. I would like Alex Pereira more if it was longer because that would give him more time to land the knockout shot. But whilst he only has 15 minutes, I can actually see this one going to the scorecards and I can see Blackowitz being ahead. I agree with Israel Adesanya with that assessment that if he gets to the scorecards, Blackowitz will win because I do think he'll be able to take Alex Pereira down. I'm concerned that Alex Pereira... Um, has taken this fight only three and a half months after losing to Izzy. I'm not sure if he's fully prepared for it again. There are a number of outcomes I could see, but I am concerned with Pereira's takedown defense. All I can think about is the fight with Israel Adesanya where Jeanne showed up committed to wrestling and won what was a boring fight. And that was 25 minutes. This is 15 Obviously, Alex is more dangerous than Izzy because he's larger than Izzy and he should be at this weight and probably more suitable to be at this weight. And therefore, this could be the start of Alex Pereira beginning a very, very dominant light heavyweight title win by winning this and going on to win the belt. But for me... I think this is a very difficult fight to take off the back of that loss. I think it's too much of a, too too quick a turnaround. And I believe John Blakowicz, over the course of 15 minutes, will be able to score enough takedowns to make this boring. There will be periods where he's in trouble. There will be periods where Alex Pereira is unleashing his offense and he's going to need to be able to find a stoppage when he does that. But Israel Adesanya couldn't. And I'm willing to bet here, I'm willing to put out the lean that is able to neutralise Pereira the same way that he neutralised Israel Adesanya and get a 15-minute victory on the scorecards. Closing out with my lock here for the show. This is a bit of a risky one because I can certainly see the opposite thing happening, which would be Justin Gaethje winning. But I'm going to go for Dustin Poirier straight up on the money line. This is a statistical pick just simply because I feel if these two fought 10 times, Dustin Poirier would be able to win eight of those fights because I think he's the more technically sound, more intelligent, more complete MMA fighter. But there is a 2 in 10 chance that Justin Gaethje could win. But if I think Dustin Poirier wins eight times out of 10 and you're offering me a 7 to 10 price... That makes that a good price on Dustin Poirier. So as I said, this is a statistical pick. Because I think there is line value on Poirier, who I do think is the better MMA fighter. Both of these guys have worked their way into a position where they're in a main event and they're fighting here for the BMF title. But Gaethje's career, I think, is more defined by that. Poirier has found his way into entertaining fights, whilst Gaethje looks to have entertaining fights. And that really is the difference. Dustin Poirier is the better MMA fighter out of the two. And while styles make fights and the styles are going to clash here and they're going to make a lot of people happy who tune in to watch this fight, it's just, a sh- it's just a shame that we have this tonight at the same time as Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford. I don't know who thought that would be a good idea, but um, they are certainly going to take away from each other. I'm not thrilled at the prospect of channel surfing. I'm certainly not thrilled at the prospect that this could potentially clash with that. This main event could be on at the same time as Errol Spence and Terence Crawford. Doesn't really make too much sense. I would love to watch both and I would love to know right now if I'm going to see both, but we just don't know how the rest of this UFC card pans out or the the boxing card, the undercard on that fight either. But My pick for this fight and my lock for this show is going to be on Dustin Poirier to get his hand raised at a price of seven to ten. That's it for me and this edition of the fight show. Good luck with all of your bets as always guys and thanks for listening.